Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 42 of season two. This week we are studying the books of Philippians and Colossians. And both of these books are included in the writings of Paul that are sometimes referred to as the prison epistles. Uh, Paul was incarcerated in Rome uh, around the years 60 to 62, and these writings were created while he was jailed. And just in general, I find that idea so inspiring. We've talked quite a bit quite a bit on this podcast about how we can be strong during difficult times. We've also talked about how one of the greatest characteristics of the Savior is how even when in deep distress, he thinks about and helps other people. One of the greatest um, character traits the Savior has is that he reaches out during times of trouble and helps other people. And this, I think, is just a small example of this in Paul's life, who he's in jail, probably obviously concerned about that fact, but still takes the time to write to the saints and help them uh, in their struggles. And it's important to have balance between meeting our own needs and then sacrificing for others. But I found that serving others is usually a great antidote for our personal struggles. Just make sure that you follow the spirit during such times and have appropriate self-care. Now, in this week's readings, there were several concepts that resonated with me, and most of them had to do with the idea of self-care or self-compassion. As I've dealt with thousands of clients with mental health issues, I've noticed a pattern. Many times, these individuals hold themselves to a very high standard of behavior. They are often highly critical of their own faults and do not give themselves sufficient praise for their successes. But on the other side, they are very forgiving of the faults of others, and they lavish praise on their friends and loved ones for even the smallest achievements. I don't know why, but it seems like many people are harder on themselves than they are on others. And this pattern can increase feelings of emotional distress, including depression and anxiety. And as we've mentioned before, gospel principles can help us think more clearly and accurately about such issues. As we change the way we think, we can change the way we feel. Paul brings out a few principles that I believe can help with this. Let's start in Philippians 3.13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now, I don't know the exact context for this scripture, but I love the idea of forgetting what is behind and reaching forth to things that are before. Sometimes we can be very hard on ourselves for past mistakes, but we need to remember that the gift of repentance is the antidote for that. Repentance is the process of change. It is how we improve our lives and our characters to become more like the Savior Jesus Christ. When we have truly repented of our sins and mistakes, the Lord truly forgives. Consider what he teaches in Doctrine and Covenants 58.42. Behold, he who has repented of his sins, the same is forgiven, and I, the Lord, remember them no more. So if the Lord does not remember the details of our repented sins, then why do we? Why can't we give ourselves the same grace that the Lord gives us in those situations? A good strategy to improve mental health is to quit dwelling on past mistakes. Quit beating yourself up for things that are over and done. 
Now, if repentance and change are needed in those situations, then do it. Move forward and stop letting the past drag you down. There's another principle taught by Paul that can help with self-compassion. It's in Philippians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, and that reads, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's the inspiration that Joseph Smith um, had when he wrote the 13th article of faith as he references Paul in that. And then the April 2023 General Conference, President Russell M. Nelson taught the following, quote, Today I am asking us to interact with others in a higher, holier way. Please listen carefully. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy that we can say about another person, whether to his face or behind her back, that should be our standard of communication. End of quote. That is wonderful counsel. I love that talk by President Nelson. It's peacemakers needed. Extremely uh, timely counsel for our time. And he's talking about how we need to be kinder and more generous in the way that we think and talk about other people. Now, what if we applied that to our own self-talk in addition to the way that we talk about others? What if in our own thoughts, we said good and praiseworthy things about ourselves? What if we gave ourselves due credit for the virtuous and lovely characteristics that we possess? Self-talk is an extremely important part of improving mental health. It's not the complete solution, but it plays a major role. Those things that you tell yourself over and over, day in and day out, are going to have an effect on your mood and attitude. And if your thoughts are predominantly negative, if the things you say about yourself are predominantly uh, self-deprecating or critical, then your emotions are going to follow that pattern and your emotions are going to be negative and distressing. I'm not saying we have to gloss over our faults because I think it's very important that we take accountability for everything in our lives, including the negative, but we shouldn't emphasize our liabilities while minimizing or ignoring our good qualities. So pay attention to your self-talk. If it's more negative than positive, then try to make appropriate changes. The final concept that stood out to me is in Colossians or Colossians. I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced. Chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. I particularly love verse 10. It says that we can be complete in Christ. We've talked today about self-improvement. We've talked about making changes to have greater self-compassion and greater self-love. And for some people, trying to implement this is going to be very difficult. They'll be working against years and even decades of self-doubt and self-deprecation. So how can we make such changes when they're so difficult? And the answer is quite simple. We partner with Jesus Christ. Trying to do certain things on our own is often very taxing and sometimes even impossible. But the Lord invites us to use his strength as well as our own 
to overcome challenges. Don't leave the savior out of your change process. It's okay and even preferred that you follow this pattern. First, recognize your need for change. Second, acknowledge that you can't do it all on your own. Third, ask for the savior's help. And fourth, do everything you can to move forward. You were never supposed to do any of this alone. We are intentionally designed to be weak. That way we are drawn to the savior and his power. And when we partner with him, nothing is impossible. I always end my podcast episodes with an invitation to act and just invite you to give prayerful consideration to which of these invitations might be good for you to do. So this week's invitation is as follows. Write down one or two negative or self-critical things that you find yourself thinking about on a regular basis. Examples can include, I'm lazy or I fail all the time. Then write down alternative, more correct versions of those thoughts. So using the previous examples, you could write down something like, I'm lazy at times, but other times I get things done. Or, I have failed, but I've also succeeded. Practice telling yourself these corrected thoughts on a daily basis, and then document how your mood changes as you reinforce the more positive thoughts. I have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement the weekly invitations. To find out how to get these, just sign up for my email newsletter, and you can find that link in the show notes. Also, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you like it, and so you can easily access new episodes each week. And please share this podcast with others if you find it helpful. There's also written transcripts of the podcast, and you can find that link in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action, and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.